Welcome to episode 16 of the Zone Talk podcast. I am your host, Jamel. Uh, I'm back this week with Nap and Devon. Unfortunately, Donovan and Rashad are not with us this week, uh, but they should be back for the next podcast. You know, it's been great to keep uh, track of, you know, all the movement and, and you know, obviously we got things with the draft coming up, so all the prospects that we're looking into. Um, and it's, you know, it's interesting about, you know, what the next season's going to look like. Uh, they did say they're going to allow fans, fans back into the stadiums too. Um, I'm particularly excited about that. I'm trying to go to a game. Uh, I'm sure the players would like some fans. Not only did he say fans, they, Roger Goodell said, I'm pretty sure he said full stadiums. I mean, that's ambitious, but I hope to see it. Ain't no guarantees, but we'd like to see it. 2021 season. Hey man, I'm all I'm all for the fans. Like you know what I mean. It's a big pe- part of the game, absolutely. The people pay good money to go see these yeah, guys though. play, and th- that's really what these guys' contract is based off of the right. people that come to see them play. So the owners want to see the fans all up in them seats. Believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially given how everything went last year, you're not allowed to have fans. You know that's a revenue loss that you know they're trying to recoup and i think that's also why you know they were so quick to um you know have this rule change uh that recently happened with the nfl going into a 17 game season doesn't include an extra bye week uh but another week of revenue another week of tv profits another week of uh all of that money um that they can bring in uh at the detriment to the players um you know from for from what it looks like from the outside in but you know, guys feel differently about it. Yeah, I mean, what do you think from like a health standpoint, more more or less? Yeah, like a health standpoint. You know, it it doesn't actually increase your overall contract to play this extra game. I I would assume it would just split your pay- paycheck into that game, and you'd still have the opportunity to earn your incentives. I guess is the benefit as well. That's a, um, yeah, yeah, but it's actually it's an entire week to get your incentives. So like. For most guys, they need they're getting that by that that last game or by those last two games. So now this is giving you a step further to get that extra fifty yards or extra few completions. Yeah, but one whatever. thing it's like to me, like seventeen games, like that's a lot of games, and like it's gonna be more and more difficult, I would say, to keep guys on the field for every the whole season. Like when a guy folds complete the season no injuries it's like kind of like a great thing like you're like wow it's pretty impressive yeah like so and then most guys aren't able to do that so now as like someone in the front office you got to be like okay now you're building your teams for more like looking at depth like you need to have a good bench as they would say you know what i mean like that's just like is that what it's gonna lead to i would say so i mean the season's already long and you already want to have depth but now i feel i feel like it's gonna become more of emphasized thing so did you think 16 games is too many before? 16. I mean, it is a lot, but they're pros, and it is what it, it's been 16 for I don't know how long. So, like, it is what it is, but I do think 16 games is a lot because, I mean, 
high school, I mean, it was like 10 games, college, 10, 12 games. And so it's an appropriate jump for the pros. But 17, I mean, it's going to you know next thing you know. But uh, 17 regular season games, bro. So there's still going to be teams who have to play like a wild card game. They're going to be teams who play like almost 20 games. And if they want where to go win the Super Bowl, like that's kind of crazy. Yeah, for real. And there's no more eight and eight seasons. Uh, so yeah, you, you're either gonna be a winner or you're gonna be a, a loser. Yeah, you either above five hundred. Yeah. Or you're oh, that's one thing. Yeah, I didn't you're, think about you're that. You're on the boat or you're yeah. under. <laughs> <laughs> Where no talk about well, we we could have if a uh, nope uh, nope. Yeah. Uh, but you know it is a uh, something that's interesting just because the NFLPA um obviously has to come to an agreement with you know um the governing bodies in the NFL and everything like that. So the players do vote on this. And um, obviously, because it's passed, most players, over 50%, uh, have voted for this to happen. And um, it just gets you thinking about, you know, which guys, you know, wanted it. Why did they want it? And because we've just seen the negative reactions from guys. You know, guys like Marlon Humphrey acknowledge that uh, there's good and bad to the deal. Um, but they just wanted more players to care about, you know, making a decision either way. Some guys like Damian Wilson on the Chiefs said, you know, we folded as a group. Uh, you guys, y'all really let me down. So um, it's pretty polarizing overall. Absolutely. I mean, different guys have different interests. Like, I mean, some people really love the game and some guys are really just trying to get in and out, get their bread. And you can't blame them for that. And it's like, wow, now I got to risk my health for another game for the same I mean, value, I, I mean. I think, too, though, some people look at it as an opportunity to win and to a better chance to get into the playoffs, you know. Yeah. Especially I mean, those teams that have those, like, late season pushes that don't really click at the beginning of the season but, like, get it going towards the end. You know what I mean? Those teams are teams that can u- maybe use that extra game to secure a playoff spot or a wild card spot. You know what I mean? We've seen we've seen teams like the the eleven and five Patriots team that did make the playoffs. It's like you know what I mean. Yeah. That I don't think that there's that problem anymore. You know what I mean with this structure. Well, I'll be I'll be interested to see because I think getting into some of the details of it, uh, teams are going to rotate between having nine home games and eight away games, and vice versa every other year. Um, each team's going to continue to have one bye week according to the rule. Now the added game will feature teams from opposing conferences that finished in the same place within their division the previous season. So you're not playing another conference game or a game in your division. You're playing somebody in the, if you're NFC team, you're playing somebody in the AFC. Um, so we'll probably see some more matchups that we haven't seen potentially. Potentially. Uh, but I think the thing to point out is like that game's going to m- not matter ultimately. Mm. By that point in the season, yes, for some teams that are fighting for playoff contention, but yes and for, no. For a lot of guys, I feel like it's going to be like things are going to be more solidified by that point, and it's just a chance to get injured. Yes and no. You can you there's yes, you're right, but no because they can have those other games that are on their schedule be with opponents that are within their conference. Do you under, yeah, you, you yeah. know what I mean? Okay. So those games can make up for, you know, that one game that they have to play against the NFC or the AFC, yeah. depending on what it is. But, like, so 
It'll be interesting to see how it works, but I, it, it's going to be cool because we're going to get to see games we don't typically get to see in matchups we probably wouldn't get to see unless it was the playoffs or Super Bowl or whatever. Like, imagine seeing, like, Green Bay versus the Patriots, like, regular season. Yeah, end of the year. Yeah, I would actually, I would definitely be at that game. That would be that would be a dope game. Those would be dope games to go to as a fan. Like it would be. I mean, I'm gonna love it because it's actually a football game. Like, of course, I'm gonna watch. Right. Extra fantasy week. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Um, I'm yo. Oh wow. I I didn't think about that fantasy fantasy wise. So now, now fantasy wise, that first week of the playoffs in fantasy will actually be a regular season game. Yeah, yeah, depending on how your league is structured, but for most teams, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, I think it's great as a fan. Um, as a player, I can see why you'd be frustrated, even guys like Allen Robinson. Uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, he said on Twitter, so weak fam, dudes want to vote out of fear. really shows where dudes' heads are at. Um, he was responding to Eric Ebron, <coughs> who said, can't believe we agreed to that. We can only play this game for so long, and y'all didn't want everything we could get out of it. Uh, so he said in 2030, y'all do better. <laughs> mm, 2030. So next time it's up for renegotiation. Yeah. So, uh, some guys are hot about it. Some guys, um, I think are going to get opportunities. Like the guys, the depth guys that you talked about, like those guys on the bubble of the roster that are just trying to get some more film and try and hit more incentives and, you know, do the little things. Like, I mean, there's reasons for those guys to, to want that extra game. So yeah. it, it's, over 50% voted for it for a reason. Um, now, if you're a star player, you're also a minority. Not every guy in the NFL is a star player. Average career is three years. These guys want to get as much football out of it as possible, so I can understand that side of it too. Absolutely. And um, looking into uh, the offseason, there's been a lot of movement. The NFL draft is coming up. Uh, there's still some solid free agents on the market. Uh, but in terms of you know what we've seen overall, some teams are making moves. Other teams are staying steady uh, with what they got. Some teams are just lost in the sauce and <laughs> aren't going anywhere, aren't getting better, and uh, you know stuck in quicksand. Yeah, man, man. stuck so, in the mud, man. Uh, but you know, one team uh, in particular that I think has been uh, you know done a great job this offseason, obviously the Buccaneers, um, a team that's kept every starter on their roster together. You're talking about a Super Bowl winner, uh, keeping all those guys together, a lot of them on lesser contracts where they could have made more going other places. I think it's very impressive. And um, it just it's a testament to what that team's building uh, because after week 12, I think it was last year, they didn't lose a game. And so going into the offseason, you're keeping all the, most of the guys back because yeah. uh, it doesn't include A.B., but, you know, it's definitely a great foundation going into next year for a returning Super Bowl uh, champion. Yeah, I mean, the defending champs are really making a push to try to defend their title. I mean, they showed at the end of the year, this is another team that with that end of the year push that showed what they could really be. And um, I think it's just another, it's like going back to that, it's another week to get your team to gel and prepare and true. prepare for the playoffs and the Bucks at the end of last year just looked phenomenal. Throughout yeah, and they the, were definitely the, still um, getting that continuity and like chemistry and, as a team. And, and you can see it throughout the end of the throughout the playoffs and even through the Super Bowl run and through the parade and social media. You see these guys 
partying together, going crazy, and you see like how much fun these guys had. Like they really enjoyed that entire run. Definitely. Definitely. I, I mean, yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, that team right there is definitely a, a special group um, in terms of Super Bowl teams being able to come back and really have the same likelihood of running it back. I mean, they're definitely one of the better Super Bowl champions that's coming back. And it's like, all right, they might really imagine Brady like gets a would, dynasty yeah. in Tampa, bro. Yeah. I, I mean, quick they, four a back to back, though. Nah, a Back to back would be disgusting. You got to get the back to back first. But like. Imagine, bro. That would be crazy. But that would be nutty. I did say that. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised fan. if it's you know going to be a rematch in the in, Super Bowl. Out of all Brady's titles, I think he's only got one back to back. What the O three O four? Yeah, yeah. Or O two O three. O two O three. Something yeah, like that. I always mix the names up, but uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And um, and that's fire that you can even do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and right. being a part of that, I'd be lit. Uh, but are there any other teams that you guys have, uh, you know, liked in terms of the offseason moves or um, got teams you think might be on the rise based on some of the moves they made so far? Um, I think I think the Dolphins are kind of heading in the right direction. They, they're, they're in a tough part where the Bills are getting better, so they're trying to now compete with that. But I think once their quarterback situation is figured out, they're going to be a team that's going to be very dangerous in the NFL. One team that has like a good little thing going on is Denver. They made they picked up um cornerback Chris Harris, uh not Chris Harris, um from the Saints. Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller. Uh, from yeah. the Bears. From the Bears, excuse me. But yeah, that that's a great addition. Their secondary is already like pretty yeah, Justin stout. Justin Simmons in the be- yeah, they, like yeah, that's going to be a little unit to watch out for. Yeah, if that team gets a quarterback, a team like the Broncos, they get a quarterback. They're good to go. Absolutely. Um, and, like, in regards to the Dolphins, you know, if Tua, if Tua takes that next step that they believe he can take based on the trades they're making um, in the draft, then, you know, that team's going to be pretty threatening, too, up yeah. there with the Bills in terms of, you know, how scary that team's looking overall. If Tua can make that jump, that team is just as threatening as almost anyone, uh, given how that rest of the roster fills out. And given the amount of draft capital they have, you know, going into the year. And uh, getting into those trades, though, uh, because a lot of transactions happen um, and a lot of teams are trying to get in the mix for quarterbacks. The 49ers traded three first round picks, including this year's number 12 overall pick, um, a third round comp pick for the Miami Dolphins, number three overall selection. So this tells me Kyle Shanahan is trying to get in the mix for one of the top guys. Uh, in free agency, looks like it's going to be a quarterback, and I'm not sure if it's going to be Fields or Mac Jones, but it looks like the 49ers think that rest of the roster is good enough that they want to be able to make a push for a guy that's going to you know help them take the next step. Didn't they say that Jimmy G was their guy for this year? Yeah, they like, I thought though. when they said that, I like it kind of jumped out to me that they said for this year. I was like, all right, so like they ain't making no promises for next year. So if they were to grab one of these first round guys it wouldn't be a surprise at all and that's not a promise either way <laughs> no yeah, matter I what mean, they say yeah that's true <laughs> they'll too. say that and they would trade him in two weeks if the offer is right best believe right. that yeah and apparently they didn't go to justin fields uh pro day and trevor lawrence is going to be gone with the first pick so is, is it a is it zach 
I mean, assume Zach's time. I'm assuming the Jets go Zach Wilson unless they really throw people off and maybe they go Penny Sewell, go O line. Uh, but you know, I think they're gonna go quarterback there. I mean, he had he had a good pro day. Uh, we were just looking at you know some of the throws he made and looking at some of his college highlights and uh, you know they're really hyping him up. So I'm sure the Jets are hearing the hype. They're probably feeling it as well. Uh, but that roster also doesn't need a quarterback. So I'm wondering, you know, who's going to be left for them? Do, are they really going to go Mac Jones at three? Like, that's – I, I wouldn't go Mac Jones over fields. Like, I, I don't see it. I personally wouldn't do that either. I don't know, man. But one thing I, one thing I do know is when we're talking about these quarterbacks in this draft, it – the Jets don't have a they don't have room for error at this point. They're they're in a they're in a situation where they have guys coming and going at will now and their organization is at a point where it can they can either save it right now or it can go into a real deep depression with those guys cuz it looked like they were making the right moves and making push to become a better team in the AFC East. And now they're looking like they're just going back to being like a, the trash of the AFC. Yeah, the, the youngest brother in the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not even the youngest, probably the second youngest. Because the youngest sometimes gets special get, treatment, but the yeah. second youngest is like you they might get, get no, forgotten. I mean, I, I do want to see what Robert Sala can do. With them, I mean, if he were to draft like a Zach Wilson, that would be like a nice little combo. Even though he's a defensive coach, I just feel like that would be a good, a good move in the right direction, uplifting for the organization. They would have something going for them, like <laughs> something I to mean, look forward to. <laughs> yeah, like right now, I, I'm, I'd rather be a Pats fan than a Jets fan. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I agree, and we're probably not in a better situation or a much better situation, but based on the moves we made, I have to think, you know, we're one of the teams that's also on paper improved. I mean, we've at least improved in terms of the depth we have at several different positions. And, you know, yeah, maybe not all these guys are going to work out, but some of these guys are going to be mainstays on this roster. Like, I don't see Hunter Henry and John Lee Smith not working out yeah, or yeah. somehow fitting They're into like the system. Fun- they fit fundamentally with what Bill Belichick likes to do. So it's like, they're going to excel with the Pats. And for them to excel, that means Cam would probably excel too. So I hope Cam can really just be who we know him to be. Because last, last year, that wasn't Cam Newton that we know. We saw flashes and we're like, oh, oh. And like we were just yeah. waiting for it. But like I really feel like with the, the chance to be in New England for a full season now, also having the offseason, I'm really hoping that they can put something together in New England. Yeah, the Patriots have definitely done their thing. They've spent some money. They've um, stepped out of their ordinary. <laughs> and um, they've made moves to try to improve, but, you know, they still got some draft picks they got to use, and we got to see what yeah, they come up out of the draft with. But um, I see them being a better team this year, but. I, I just don't think two tight ends is, and uh, what do we get? Alshon? Nelson no. Aguilar. No, no, Nelson Aguilar. Alshon, I'll be Sorry. damned. We put Sorry. Alshon Jeffrey <laughs> in a Patriots uniform. We Sorry. better not. And then who's the other guy? Um, 
Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Kendrick Bourne, okay. Yeah, he's... Yeah, they had a little workout in California. Jay Stidham and Cam, a bunch of people were there. I saw Pat's post videos of it. Um, and I'm just sitting there like, Kendrick Bourne, because like, I still think we overpaid for him. So I'm wondering, you know, you better come out here and, lo- and love the process and Word. buy in yeah, <laughs> to we, this culture. Just, I like what we've done so far. So, And I think there's more to, as Nap said, in the draft. So. After the draft, we can definitely talk about the Pats, how they're gonna pan out. So, 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 what's a team that you think has made like terrible or like negative terrible moves. moves or like negative moves? Bro, the Vikings, bro. I'm telling you, the Vikings haven't done anything to get better, bro. <laughs> they signed Patrick Peterson. That's great for leadership. Patrick Peterson cannot play man coverage anymore. And he did not look good last year. He got Harrison Smith to cover him up, though. Harrison Smith is a great fill-the-box guy. (laughs) Come in, make a big stick. He makes plays on the ball occasionally. But he could get burnt, too. So these guys are going to get burnt in this Mm -hmm. secondary two years in a row. And the young guys behind them, you know, hopefully they learn something. They got something left to teach him, I'm sure. But... It, they didn't get better in terms. They just added players. They was just added, <laughs> added people to the yeah, roster with no purpose or like direction. They're just like, hey, hey Jim- you know that guy. Hey, yo, Minnesota, y'all gotta do something for something, Dalvin, man. man. Da- get Dalvin. a whole line. Yeah, da- Dalvin is probably could be the best back in the league, and. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't do everything. He can't do everything for you guys. Because that team is in no man's land, bro. Like they're not like they they don't look like a playoff team right now. But they, they don't they have can, the like, win a handful. Yeah, of they games, can win some of those like, like tough games enough. because of just the talent they got on the roster. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins is just not the guy who's going to take you over too. the hump. They paid and, him like yeah, he because was. of his contract. I mean. They can't do too much. They can add a guy here or there, but they can't revamp shit. You know, shit. So it's like, you know, what are we doing over here? But that's a team that's a little disappointing for me. Um, I think these teams are going to have to really capitalize in this draft. You're going to have to find that talent in those later rounds um, and really capitalize on these picks. Probably trade back and try and get some talent. If you're one of the teams that got like a bridge quarterback, you're not going to be in playoff contention next year. You know, that's why I think, um, you know, the Eagles did that. The Eagles ended up acquiring the number 12 or the number 12 overall pick in the 2021 draft, a fourth round pick and a 2022 first round pick from the Dolphins for the number six overall pick in the 2021 draft and the 2021 fifth round pick. So the Eagles have 11 picks in the 2021 NFL draft and they're lined up to have three first round picks in the 2022 NFL draft. So basically they were like, look, if Jalen Hurts don't work out, we're going to find a way out. But right now, we just They're giving him a chance. Can. Yeah, we're, we're going to add some talent. He deserves that him. chance, too. And, um, you know, we're going to rock with it from there. I think that was a pretty, you know, pretty smart move uh, by the Eagles. I know Eagles fans didn't like it. They wanted to get, you know, a top receiver at six. Um, and I assume they think they can get one of those guys at 12. But yeah. I don't know how that's going to work out for them. But we'll see. They have some added you know, uh, options to work with in the yeah. later rounds. So and I think that's a good move by them trading yeah. down because they, they don't need to be up in six. They can look yeah. for what they need to look for at 12. So that's a good move. And also they're in a, they're in a division that, you know, 
you don't need the you don't need much to be the best in the NFC East right now. That's a fact. And yeah. they probably are in position to be one of those teams. Too. Exactly. And with as many draft picks as they have within these next two drafts, um, I see the Eagles rebuilding and, and quicker than you most. Know, you know, and, and we'll see it we'll see a jump. And if Jalen Hurts plays well, we'll definitely see a jump. And if not, next year they'll have dra- they'll have a bunch of first round draft picks to work with. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because um it's it's crazy because that division is gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting how it plays out because you know the Washington football teams trying to get better they've had a pretty good off season um in terms of some of the moves they've made to bolster their defense uh and then get right on the O line extending guys um but it'll be interesting how it plays out Dak coming back they for the Cowboys Curtis Samuel too correct yep they added Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin who are roommates in college. Which is wild. Can you imagine? Yeah, they said they talked about playing on the same team in the league. Spoke yeah, that, I bet. I talk, into existence. I talked with my roommate about that, too. It ain't happened. Word. Word. <laughs> it's another thing to make it happen, yeah, so shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, because what are the chances? That's, like, part of, partially out of your control. Um, so, you know, that's amazing to me. But, uh, you know, taking a look at some of the free agents left, um, there's not a ton out there, uh, but there are some value guys out there. If you're in the bargain bin, if you've ever been at the dollar store, <laughs> you know what it's like. You know, you got everything you need in there, but it ain't going to last you. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to keep it. You ain't going to hold on to it for long. But right now, today, you know what? It might serve you. It might serve, serve you well. It might serve us. So, uh, we got some guys in the bargain bin. Quarterbacks, we don't have much. Uh, there's Alex Smith. Uh, you got <laughs> Matt Barkley, Nick Mullins, Blake Bortles, guys like that. Those are really just backup guys uh, that teams are probably looking to fill in. I hope Alex Smith gets a job. I mean, we, we, we hype up Alex Matt Smith Matt Barkley. I haven't heard that name in forever. Yeah, bro. Yo, journeyman backup is a real thing. Alex Moran status. Oh, yeah. I'm that's sure. A, that's a real I'd thing. I'd take it. For real. I would, too. <laughs> For running... <laughs> For running backs. You probably make the second, third, fourth most amount on the team. Or I just keep this backup job. I'm straight. Cool in practice. Smooth. You need me to come in? Nah, good. All right, bet. For running backs, uh, we still got some guys out there. James Conner, Todd Gurley, Duke Johnson, uh, Adrian Peterson is going to be in the league forever. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is still out there. I feel – I wish I could see him on a team because I want to see the old Le'Veon. But – um. I don't know what team's going to invest in that. I think he's – I don't know if Le'Veon – if we're going to get the old Le'Veon at this point, man. No, we're not, man. We got to go back to the Steelers highlights for that. So, mm-hmm. um, But James Conner is interesting. Um, the team's not picking him up either. I mean, I, I would have thought he had a job. He'd get a job by now at least. But I'm sure somebody will pick him up maybe yeah. uh, later he'll, in the He'll offseason. definitely be a good pickup for, for a team. Like a lot of teams would be good to have him. But just like – there's a lot of teams that just have running back and they're not interested in, you I know. Think, I think teams are waiting for this draft too to see yeah. see what where they fall and what guys are gone and saying you know yeah. hey, if we can't get this guy, we'll go grab James Conner or we'll go grab whoever. Yeah, right. yeah, that definitely would make sense as well. Um, you know, for receiver, I mean, I'm still waiting to see where AB go. I know he want to go back to Tampa Bay. I don't know what's gonna happen with that, but yeah. He needs a Larry, job. Larry Fitz ain't retire? No. He 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 thinking about it, but he a free agent. That's wild. He's just cool. He might I mean he should just go to the Chiefs. 
something, man. <laughs> Honestly, wild. I want Larry to get a ring. I'm sure everybody wants Larry yeah. to get a ring. Larry, one of those guys, if he make that move, ain't nobody going to be mad Nobody going to say a Cause, damn cause, thing. Because we know he just trying to get a quick one. And if you got beef with Larry for going to a different team, try to win a ring, talk to me. You got smoke <laughs> with me. <laughs> for real. But now nah, back to A.B., yeah, I mean, surprising. I feel yes. like he would really like take any type of deal just to return. Like I don't I feel like the money's not a thing for him. You know what I mean? Like he just wants to play with Brady though. He wants to play with Brady. So I feel like this man would take like 700k if it meant he could return. So I feel like Yeah. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like he might end up there. I mean, he deserves to come back. I mean, he didn't yeah. cause a ruckus. I, I don't know why like I don't know why he hasn't been given a deal because he did contribute in the Super Bowl. I mean, and he, he, he contributed def- as soon as he got on the roster. I mean, week after week, he ended up contributing a little bit more. Uh, when Mike Evans was out, when Chris Godwin yeah. was out, like you saw flashes of AB being AB, and that's like that's a guy you put out there. Like that's the result you're gonna get most of the time. So you know, every team can use a guy like that. Yeah, definitely hope they can manage to get him back. Absolutely, and I think. Um, you know, like I said, this is, uh, you know, the bargain bin. You know, there are some guys defensively that are pretty good that are uh, on waivers. You know, edge guys, Melvin Ingram, Jadavian Clowney, Justin Houston, Olivier Vernon, who I think is slept on right now. He would be a great addition to any teams, um, you know, as an outside backer, linebacker, uh, D-end. Um, Alden Smith, Everson Griffin, Trent Murphy. There are a lot of guys. Uh, if you're looking for a quick boost in terms of your edge rush, um, I think that's the position you want to go after. Uh, to get that boost or to get that presence on the inside or the outside of the D-line. Wow, nobody picked up Casey Hayward yet. Not yet. And Richard Sherman, Bashad Breeland, who are looking at cornerbacks. I mean, there are a lot of solid corners that uh, you put a guy in there who's got experience. Um, and corner is a tough position because everybody get burnt. And <laughs> it's, it's hard because you always critique the guys that get burnt. But ultimately... Um, you know, a guy like Richard Sherman in the right system with the right fit uh, can be a big upgrade on your defense. Um, Casey Edward Jr. definitely still has uh, good ball, good ball left in him. A uh, guy like Brian Poole uh, should be getting picked up soon as well. Um, so there are some good options there in terms of the secondary. Uh, but we'll keep you updated in terms of the offseason. Uh, as we continue, we're going to continue with our offseason breakdowns. As soon as we get the squad all together, um, you know, Shout out Rashad. He got COVID. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out to Rashad at the house playing Warzone probably. Yeah, he was Bosco. <laughs> Word. Now lonely. And shout out to his family too. I know his mother and, and sister got it as well. Hope you guys are all getting healthy. Yeah, we heard um, they're doing straight so far from what Rashad said. So that's good to hear. Forget COVID. And, um,. <laughs> Forget COVID. Forget COVID. <laughs> we got the G rated Jamel this season. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. I'm so comfortable, just like not so comfortable, but you could tell I like wanna get my shit off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Forget COVID, man. Forget COVID. That's the BT movies when they try and block out the space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till we do forget COVID. So let's get that. Absolutely. <laughs> forget man. COVID. But this is another episode of the Zone Talk Podcast. Uh, follow us on all of our socials at Zone Talk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, of course, email us or suggestions at Zone Talk Podcast at gmail.com. And tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. But we'll catch y'all later. Zone Talk, Zone Talk, Zone Talk. Zone talk, zone talk. Zone talk.
I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know. You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl. All I need is any with a little bit of dope. Soon as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah. Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro. We can do it faster, we can do it slow. Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door. I know what your spots like, I've been there before, yeah. I left my main hoe, now my side my main hoe. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's how to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I tell him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed or make me go off. Eh. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. But still, my bike crib from north up to prosper. Be kill these niggas, bite me hard. I feel like ho. They feel these niggas flex. Too hard, they care about hoes for real. Yeah. Top speed, OD, low key on me. Top speed, OD, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dash just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed.